You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, good morning, Gateway Church. Good morning, friends. Good morning, neighbors. Good morning, family. And uh, good morning uh, to those that are co-workers. We want to welcome you to the Gateway Church Online. And I know if you're tuning in, uh, you've got technology either in your hands or you're sitting in front of it. And I want to encourage you to do something right here, right now, that really makes a difference. We want you to share what you're experiencing. Think of someone in your life that could benefit from spending a few minutes with us this morning. So we want you to share it. We want you to like it. And the algorithms online, I promise you, it makes a difference. And so if you're a regular attender, would you do that? just here for the next moment. Share this, like it, and uh, we, we, we are grateful for that. Well, we're excited to be here on Missions Sunday. It's our first Mission Sunday online where we highlight missions. Uh, if you're not regularly a part of the Gateway Church, we do that on the last Sunday of every month. And today, we are not doing communion where we would normally have the kids in the service here and we would uh, partake in Holy Communion. But I do want to encourage you as a family at the end of our time today to get some elements from your cupboards, some cookies or some bread or some wafers or figure something out. Get some juice and talk through what communion means for you and your family. We want to encourage you to do that. What Mission Sunday is for us here at the Gateway Church, it's an opportunity for us to think beyond the four walls of our church because we know that the church is not the building, it's the people. And I know that our reach goes way beyond that. And if you're not part of the Gateway Church, I want to let you in on a secret that we do something called Faith Promise Giving, where we give above and beyond our tithes And we do that to bless missionaries all across the world. Right now, currently, we are supporting 114-plus missionaries and missionary organizations. Some are right here on the lakeshore, and some are to the ends of the earth. And the reason we do that is because we believe that missions has been and always will be the key to the future for the Gateway Church. And we've got some generous people, and uh, you are generous, and we want to encourage you to continue to highlight missions. Now, today uh, was a Mission Sunday. We had a guest planning to be with us in person, uh, but because of uh, the realities of our world, we asked instead for them to send us a video. Our missionaries are from Thailand, and we're flying the Thailand flag today. And uh, our these are some of the best missionaries we have. It's Pierce and Megan Davis. And without further ado, let's go to Thailand. Let's go and greet Pierce and Megan Davis. Hey, Gateway Church. I am Pierce Davis, and my family and I are missionaries in the Buddhist world. And we want to say thank you so much uh, for sending us out and believing in us these last several years that we've been planning churches in the Buddhist world. And we are now strategically trying to put church planning teams and nations in the Buddhist world that have never heard the name of Jesus, that don't even have a church in their own local language. And uh, over these last couple years, we've been traveling in and out of this one remote country 
just to be in this country, a country that doesn't even have a church in their local language. And so God has put it on our heart that we want to put a church planting team in this country and hopes to plant the very first church in their own local language. And uh, so the last several years we've been praying and, and just seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance on how exactly to do this. And so I started a travel agency where I was going in and out of the country and I was bringing some friends and, and pastors with me on these trips. And we were just going through and we were just praying and seeking the Holy Spirit and his guidance and direction in all of this. And through all of this, I got connected with these four men that are from this remote nation that won an all expensive paid trip to Thailand. And they used my tour company of all the tour companies they could have used. And so I'm taking them around Bangkok and Bangkok's the complete opposite of what they're used to. They've never seen a building that was over three floors. They've never even seen a stoplight. And so I'm taking them to Starbucks for the first time and they take a drink and they're just disgusted and throw it away because they're not used to any of this stuff. And, and it's funny because I've talked to them and we're talking like Star Wars and Elvis Presley and they had no idea how I was talking about because they just got TV in their country a few years ago for the first time. And so this has been a country that's been completely isolated. But at, with talking with these four gentlemen, I was very vocal about my faith. Very foc uh, I focused a lot on my belief in Jesus. And, and we just really hit it off and hit this strong connection. And I, it comes to find out that the guy who was leading the trip is actually the second in command of education in the entire country. And him and I developed such a strong friendship that he's now invited me to come into this country anytime that I want. And I can speak to all of their schools on purpose, values, and morals. And he's even going to waive my $250 a day visa fee just to be in the country. You talk about a Holy Spirit encounter that, that we have just been praying for for the last couple of years. And we want to thank you so much for doing that and being a part of that with us. You guys have been on our support team for so many years now and we are so blessed by your partnership and you guys have an amazing pastor and and i know that together we are going to plant churches in the buddhist world and we're going to put church planting teams in these nations and and i just want to say thank you guys so much i know we really wanted to be there in person with you guys today but with everything going on um, obviously we couldn't make that happen, but to be able to just like talk with you, even through video is so amazing for us because it shows that the mission of God has not stopped that even in the midst of pandemic and even in the midst of craziness in our world, there are still lost people who need to know Jesus. And that is a huge passion of gateway church is that together we're going to reach the Buddhist world and we're going to reach lost people. And so I want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done. Thank you for having a heart that loves people both far and near. And before I close, I'm going to add a quick little video of an amazing story uh, that we saw happen last year in Thailand. So thank you so much. Hey everyone, I want to tell you guys a quick story about one of our girls who got saved in one of our outreaches a few months ago. Uh, she started coming to her church and we began to disciple her. And uh, one Friday she goes to school and every Friday in her Thai school they do this time of meditation to the Buddha. And so the teacher asked all the students to just sit quietly, get on their knees and bow to the Buddha, the Buddha idol in the, uh, in the classroom. And she just looked there and she kind of slipped up her hand and she goes, teacher, I can't worship Buddha. And the teacher's confused by this. She goes, why can't you worship Buddha? You're a Buddhist. And she goes, no, I'm now a Christian and I follow Jesus. And the teacher was angry at her and told her to stand up in front of the entire classroom 
and began to tell all of her classmates why she's too good to worship Buddha, and the teacher wanted to embarrass her. And so the girl's name is May, and May's about 11 or 12 years old, and May stands up in front of the uh, classroom, and she apologizes to the teacher, and she's like, teacher, I'm so sorry, I don't mean to offend you. It's just, I'm a Christian now, and I believe in Jesus, because Jesus has changed my life, and he has come into me, and he has made me a new person. And I'm not kidding, she began to preach to that crowd for about 20 minutes uh, to all of her students. She preached the gospel to them. In fact, the teacher, she just sat down and began to listen as May began to share the gospel. And at the end of it, May, May told all of her classmates, she goes, if you, if you wanna become a Christian, raise your hand right now and I'll pray for you. And about 12 students raised their hand that day and they all received the Lord. And the following Sunday, I see little May coming to church and about seven or eight of her classmates are right behind her. And so Megan and I just wanna say thank you so much for sending our family. It is so cool that you guys get to partner with us and you guys get to be a part of people's lives and their journey coming into knowing Christ. And so we just wanna thank you so much for all the love and support that you've shown us over the years. So thank you. Man, isn't that incredible? Wow. We are so grateful for missionaries like Pierce and Megan Davis that are making a difference all across the world, all the way to Thailand. And I just want to let you know that we have a mantra around here that the that missions has been and always will be the key to our future. We believe this to the depths of our souls, and that's why we're supporting so many missionaries, and that's why we will continue to be generous even in difficult times in reaching to the ends of the earth. And so we want to thank you, Gateway Church. We should be proud for what God is doing in and through us. God is, he's got his hand on us, no doubt about it. It. I do want to just say that if you're watching and you're saying, man, I'd like to give to a mission like that, or I'd like to get behind what the Gateway Church is doing, there's a couple ways to do that. Certainly, you can send a check-in, and we're receiving those. We're getting our mail each and every day, and we would encourage you to do that. You can uh, also text to give. The key there is if you're going to text to give, what we want you to do is if it's tithes and offerings, just put tithes and offerings, uh, T&O. If it's for missions. You can put missions and that will go right into our missions funds. Or if you put benevolence or however that works. Also, you can give online through the gateway.church forward slash give. And then the other thing that many of us are really realizing is that our banks, we can set up automatic payment like we're paying a bill and we can give in that way. And we want to encourage you to be faithful through this season. Uh, The Lord is good. This is our third online service, but it's our first missions service. And today, Pierce was going to preach, but instead, you get your pastor. And uh, we're going to bring a missions-focused message, and I believe it's timely. If you're asking the question, well, why are we online? Just look around the room. If you're by yourself, ask yourself. The reason we're online, church, is because COVID-19 is contagious. If you didn't know that, you've been living under a rock. And each of us are doing our part to stop the spread. What you're doing by staying home, it's making a difference. 
Now I get it. Some of us are over it. Some of us are going stir crazy. Some of us are, you know, of course, doing the Lysol wipe and, and uh, we're clean as a whistle at home. We are certainly here at the Gateway Church in the building here. But when we can't meet, we can still be connected digitally. Digitally, we're connecting. And you say, why are we doing that? It's because COVID is contagious. But I was curious this week when I was thinking about this message. What else is contagious? In fact, what is more contagious than COVID-19? Is it a common cold? Is it the flu? Is it strep throat or AIDS or cancer? What might come to mind? Well, the thing that came to my mind is that perhaps the only thing more contagious than COVID-19 is fear and fear itself. And there are reasons to fear, certainly. I understand. I empathize. The stock market has been a roller coaster, right? Schools are out and parents are trying to teach their kids. We should be fearful about that, right? (laughs) What about businesses that are shutting down that are all of a sudden non-essential? Well, what if you own one of those businesses? You're saying, it's essential to me. Social distancing, global shortages, it is tough out there. And if you're older in the population or you've got a uh, compromised immunity, certainly fear has been a factor in these last few weeks. Many of us are not working or our hours are being reduced. There's an economic pinch in economic hurdles that we are experiencing and will experience because of this. The truth is fear is contagious and it spreads uncontrollably. There's been moments of fear even in our household at the Vey house. Reagan, we haven't shared this because we didn't want people to know, but uh, Reagan, our daughter, uh, was... Uh, over spring break just a couple weeks ago, she spent a week on a cruise ship right before they stopped doing cruises, and she got off the cruise, flew back to Minneapolis, and then drove all the way back to Michigan, and then we had to go back to Minneapolis and back again, and there was this idea that, man, because she was on a cruise, because she was on an airline, because she's traveled between states, that we, didn't, we wanted to make sure that she was not a carrier. At the same time that all this is happening, my mother, who my mom, who lives in Florida, was on the same cruise ship. And my mom got sick, very sick, very weak, and was in the hospital for several days. She ended up having influenza A, and by God's grace, she's doing better. But again, we didn't know, and we're saying, hey, what if Reagan was a carrier? Or what if we became a carrier? Or what if I, what I, what I carry, what if it starts to spread? What if people caught what I had or what you have? And the truth is that we all carry something. You are a carrier. Just right where you are, if you're with people at a watch party, uh, or you can type it in, just tell someone, you are a carrier, because you are. And the question is, is what, uh, is what you're carrying worth catching? I set out this week to have a message of hope around missions. 
and that it would be a message of hope. And my mind went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Apostle Paul is addressing the church there in Corinth. If you don't know, Apostle Paul was kind of a, he's a good guy in the, in the New Testament. He's talking about spiritual gifts. He's talking about strengthening the church. Some of you know 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as the love chapter. But he boils down the faith, and in verse 13, he says this, and these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. He boils it down and says, look, these three things are the mark of a Christian, of a Christ follower, of a believer. And with that verse as the backdrop, we want to move to 1 Thessalonians. And in 1 Thessalonians, there was something that caught my attention this week. Again, Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica. It's an, another city. It's like Paul could be writing to, the, to uh, the city of Ferrysburg or Spring Lake or Grand Haven or any city. You can put it in there. And in his opening remarks, we get a glimpse of what marked the early church. What stood out to Paul about what was happening in that church? Let's start in verse 3, or verse 2. It says, We always thank God for you and continually mention you in our prayers. Verse 3, this is kind of the key verse for today. We remember before our God and our Father, and what do they remember? Your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus. So we see three things here, the same things from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We see faith, we see love, and we see hope. And these were the marks of the early church. It goes on in verse 4, it says, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, He has chosen you. Because our gospel, we'll pause there for a second, the gospel is the good news, it's the greatest news. We hear about fake news, and that certainly is contagious, but church, you got to know that the good news, the gospel, is contagious. When, I mean, and good news is contagious. You got to know that. Listen, when, when we create a vaccine for COVID-19, you, you better believe it. You're going to hear about it or a prevention or a treatment. It will spread like wildfire. Good news is contagious. And the gospel, the good news today is that it's not just a physical thing that we can benefit from, but spiritually. And our greatest need spiritually is, is what I want to address today. If you are breathing oxygen, if you're viewing online today, your greatest need is not money, it's not fame, it's not even good health. Your greatest need, church, is forgiveness. And when we think about forgiving and the idea that we need to be forgiven, there's only one answer to this problem, and it's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. The Bible says that he came for the sick, not for the healthy. He came for the unrighteous, not the righteous. Jesus came for those that were broken, those that were sinners. Can I just be honest? He came for someone like me. I'm broken. I'm, I'm f with all kinds of faults. I need forgiveness, just like you do as well. But the good news is that the gospel, the good news, is contagious. 
Good news spreads. And we see that in 1 Thessalonians. Let's look at verse 8. In 1 Thessalonians verse chapter 1, verse 8, it says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. So you could say, not only in Grand Haven, Spring Lake, Ferrysburg, right? And where the church is planted there. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. To the ends of the earth, in other words, that the word was spreading. Through the Gospels, we see Jesus, he heals a little girl, raises her up, and she's healthy and whole again, and the news spreads. We see Jesus cast out an evil spirit, and as he does that, we understand that the word spread. Jesus would heal the lame, they'd start to walk and the word spread. The blind are now seen, and the word spread. In Mark's gospel that we're, we're preaching through in uh, the year 2020, it spread like wildfire what Jesus was doing. You say, why did it spread? Well, because it was contagious, right? And then we go back to verse 3 in uh, 1 Thessalonians, and we see that it was contagious. Why? Because they were faithful in their work, their labor was prompted by love, and there was an endurance inspired by hope. Again, faith, love, and hope. It wasn't the economy. It wasn't a, that a cure was found. It wasn't some sort of self-motivation or self-care. It wasn't buildings that were built. The gospel was being spread because they had something contagious. And the question is, is what you have what, you, what you're carrying, is it worth catching? I want to talk about faith, love, and hope in regards to, to, their, uh, to the opposites of those things. Let's look at this for a second. We see, first of all, that there's faith. On the opposite side of that is fear. We Love, on the opposite side of that, is hate. And when it comes to hope, we'll just leave this here for a moment, is this idea of worry. The opposite of all these three are also contagious. We know that. Fear, hate, worry, they spread like a ripple effect, just like the opposites do. Fear and worry, in this time of the year, uh, or the, the season that we're living in, people are afraid. People are asking the question, you know, is this the end? You know, will things ever be normal? Are we being punished? Uh, because of our sin as a nation or as a, as a world. And I want you to know that we need to be people of faith, hope, and love. And we need to be faith spreaders. We need to be love givers. We need to be hope dealers, so to speak. For me, it hits me. I believe it's my responsibility within my home, within, for my wife and my kids. I need to be a faith giver, a love uh, dealer. I need to, to be providing hope and putting our faith in Jesus. Even here at the church, we've got a staff that has been asking questions, and I need to be bringing a message of faith, a message of hope. I, for the board that we've met as a church, our church board has been meeting regularly and, uh, and for different reasons. And again, I need to be leading and saying, look, we are people of faith. We are people of hope. And some have said, well, what are we going to do about Easter? Easter is going to be online. Do we just cancel Easter this year? Listen, it's impossible to cancel Easter. It's just not possible. Jesus 
did die, but in three days he rose from the grave. And I promise you, we're going to celebrate it, whether we're online or whether we're together, because we are the church. We are the church, and the message we carry is the hope of the world. And on Mission Sunday, we can consider what kind of things we do. Well, listen, we are the church. And because we're the church, we need to understand what we carry, that what, what is worth sharing. And I just can brag on our people for a moment. We are the most generous church on the lakeshore. Mark my words. Because our people not only are faithful in their tithes, and that's the first 10% of their income, uh, they, people share with the church to make the church strong and healthy. But then our people at the Gateway Church go above and beyond that for missions. You say, well, why do they do that? Why does the Gateway Church give so much to missions? It's because... We carry the hope of the world. And that's why we encourage you to share on social media. We want your light to shine. You can partner with us right now by sharing, by liking, by making a post. And we are digital messengers. We pray, we share, and we give others what we have. Why do we do that? Because we are motivated by faith hope, and love, 1 Corinthians 13, just like the early church. It's faith, hope, and love that makes a difference. There's another verse in Scripture that says that we would be known by our love, Christians would be, that disciples of Jesus Christ would be known by their love, by the way they care for people, the way they give empathy, the way they encourage others. It's not a hoarding, but a sharing, living with open hands and to be giving. And we can share, church. You can share. We can meet the needs of those on the lakeshore and continue to meet the needs across the globe. I believe that this is our time. This is it. Hope is not found in the government or government subsidies, or government kickbacks, or those types of things. We pray for the government and for those that are in authority over us. Hope is not found in the doctors that are searching for a cure or those that are ministering to those with COVID-19. Although we pray for the doctors, no doubt, and the frontline workers. And we've got several frontline workers in our church, and our heart goes out to you. And, and I've seen posts and I could take a lot of time, but, but listen, we love you. We're praying for you. Church, our hope is not in the stock market or in our portfolios or our bank account. Our hope is not in spiritual leaders even. Our hope is built on nothing less, like the song says, than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. It's Jesus Christ who's the provider. He's our strength. He's our source. He's our redeemer, our sustainer, our assurance. He's the one that gives us a firm foundation. He is our shelter. He is the light and the darkness. He's the prince of peace. He is the resurrection and the life, and His grace is irresistible. It's Jesus Christ. Now, as we wrap up today, I want to go back to these three ideas. The first one is that fear is contagious, but so is faith. I was thinking about this. How many of you have ever done one of those trust falls where someone stands in front of you and they fall back and you catch them and they call that a trust fall? The only reason you would 
you know, let someone do that is if you had faith that they were going to catch you. Well, you only have enough faith. It depends who's standing behind you. If you have a jokester, if you have someone that doesn't like you, an enemy, you're not probably going to fall. But if you trust the person, you'll fall. Well, listen, faith, our faith is rooted in Jesus Christ. And we can fall back on him knowing that he's always going to catch us. And because of that, we do not have to fear. The second idea is that hate is contagious, but so is love. So is love. We will be known by our love. If there's ever a time that we should stand up and be love and and encourage others to love, this is the time. I want to encourage you. A takeaway right from this message is can be right rooted in this idea. What can you do for someone in your sphere of influence? Your neighbor your senior adults that you know, your family, your co-workers, your schoolmates. What can you do in this season to show someone the love of Jesus? Again, it's rooted in Jesus Christ. And then the third one, and where I want to land, is that yes, worry is contagious. We understand that. Worry is contagious, but so is hope. So is hope. Let's go ahead, just you know, see that. And we, we know that worry is contagious, but so is hope. And I was thinking about it. If you had a birthday and you were uh, you know, a preteen or an elementary student or something like that, you would not lose hope if your birthday was in this season where we're at home and, and worried. If, there, if you're within a healthy family, you would trust and you would hope that your family would still celebrate your birthday. Isn't that the truth? And so you wouldn't worry that it's not going to happen. You would hope that it would still come to be. Well, listen. Just like a good parent is going to provide for their kids a birthday, we have a Heavenly Father who's going to provide for us. We can put our hope in Him that He is not going to forget even the special things in our lives. Church, worry is contagious, but so is hope. Hope will spread. And my hope and prayer is that this message will be a blessing to everyone that hears it. Church, what are you carrying? What are you carrying? Are you carrying hope or fear? Are you worried or are you full of faith? Is there hate in your life or are you full of love? Listen, is the world scary? Yes. Is the world complicated? Yes, it is. But is God alive? Yes. Is God all-powerful? Yes. Is he in control? Yes. Is he surprised by all this? Not a chance. Does God know all things? Yes. Is God always with us? Yes. And because of that, we are the hope of the world. We carry the hope of the world, and we must let our lights shine bright. What are you carrying? Are you carrying Jesus? If you're not, this morning we want to give you an opportunity to find the Lord, to find Jesus. And when we talk about salvation, turning our hearts to Jesus, we understand 
If your life is messed up like mine was and is at times, or if your life is broken, or if you're feeling lost or you need help, or maybe you've been trying to carry things on your own and you're saying, man, I cannot do it, and you realize that your only hope is to turn to Jesus, today is your day. The thing you can turn your hope to is Jesus Christ. He's the one that makes all the difference. And I want to lead us in a prayer, a sinner's prayer. And right where you are, wherever you're viewing this, if you're driving down the road and you're Facebook live in your car, or you're sitting on your couch or in your bed at home, or maybe someone has just shared this with you and you're just tuning in and you don't know Jesus, I want you to do something interactive with me. I want you, if you need Jesus, I want you just to lift your hand right where you are. Just acknowledging. Say, no one's in the room. I'm by myself. I still want you to raise your hand. And I want to pray for you. And I want you to just repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. I'm messed up. I'm broken. And I need a Savior. I need forgiveness today. It's my greatest need. And I know and I trust in you, Jesus, that I can put my faith in you. I can put my hope in you and that you will take away my sin and make my heart clean. Jesus, right now, I pray that you would do a supernatural work in my life and in my heart. Would you save me, Jesus? I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I believe that there are some, maybe many, that are giving their hearts, turning their hearts to Jesus right now. If that's you and you're tuning in, I would love for you to just comment right where you are. You can even private message us and say, hey, I gave my heart to Jesus. And we promise you that we will follow up with you this week and we'll do that. We love when people come to know Jesus. The Bible says the the angels in heaven rejoice. And right now, we're rejoicing with you and with the angels for what God is doing. Amen? Amen. I want to talk about one last thing, one last takeaway. And and hopefully this will become interactive uh, for our church people. If you are carrying Jesus, if he is the hope that you are anchored to, if you are a Christ follower... There is a real sense that this is your time to shine. We need to be the message of hope to our community, to our world, to those that we rub shoulders with. It is our job, it's our privilege to do so. And I want to activate the church. And I want you now... I'm going to say a final prayer here, but then we're going to have a time for response. And I want to ask you to partner with us. How can you be a carrier of faith, of hope, and of love? The greatest is love, and we root that all in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray right now that you would do a mighty work. And Lord, I pray that we would respond. And Lord, that there would be great hope, great love, and great faith among those who are connecting with us. Lord, we thank you for this. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, right wherever you are, 
amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.